Welcome to Renewables in Action, the podcast that gives you all the information you want to know about renewable energy across the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Renewables in Action. The rise of green hydrogen is sparking a new energy revolution in the continent of Africa. As countries across the continent look into decarbonize their economies, but also to adopt renewable energy, green hydrogen has been emerging as a promising opportunity. My guest today is at the forefront of all these efforts. Jonathan DeBasque is the Managing Director of Engie Thermal and Supply for Africa. Engie is the leading energy and service company dedicated to accelerating Africa energy transition. And under his leadership, Engie is making major investment into green hydrogen in the continent. In a conversation today, Jonathan shares his insights on Africa hydrogen potential, about Engie activities and how and what they're doing to make hydrogen a mainstream topic, but also how they develop the local supply chain. Here, Jonathan's unique perspective on how green hydrogen can empower a new era of African growth and also energy independence. This is a story of technology, innovation, and climate action coming together to drive change. Stay tuned. Do you want to understand the renewable energy sector, its trends, business models, and insights? Are you interested in learning about the challenges and opportunities, as well as how you or your business can thrive in this new world? Welcome to Renewables in Action, the show that helps you realize your potential in this industry, which is the fastest growing source of energy in the world. Here is your host, former automotive engineer turned clean energy entrepreneur and expert, Tony you. Okay, so welcome back, Jonathan. It's great to have you here. Before we kick off the questions, I think it makes sense for me to give you the opportunity to properly introduce yourself, who you are, and what is that you do for NG. Hey, Tony. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me today. Um, so my name is Jonathan Debesque. I'm French, as you can hear. Um, so I'm working for NG. NG is a multinational company uh, based out of France. And uh, we're actually the biggest independent power producer in the world, generating 100 gigawatts. So it's quite a sizable amount of power. Today, mostly thermal, 60 gigawatts, but also a lot big part is renewable, and we're trying to grow this renewable. 40 gigawatts today, we're aiming to get to 80 gigawatts by 2030. So big ambitions to grow there. So NG is, uh, is active in 30 countries today. And uh, in Africa, we've been focusing on three countries. So um, South Africa, obviously, and also Morocco, which is which has a nice outlook for us, and Egypt. So maybe I'll go uh, later in details on what are our activities there. But more globally, we have around three gigawatts of capacity installed uh, in uh, Africa. And we even have a, an hydrogen plant in South Africa that we are running now. So uh, my job uh, is uh, to be managing director for the African activities of NG for different businesses, which is everything that is dispatchable. We call that flexible generation. Mm-hmm. So it's the thermal activities together with the battery storage, with green hydrogen, and also desalination. So that's everything that is basically not renewable. And we have another business unit, which is dealing with renewable. You're definitely in charge of a very, very important department, I would say. And NG, like you say, it's a very much a global player. Everybody is aware of it. 
And we all understand that Africa is pretty much at the crossroad at the moment. Lots of things happening. And the energy sector is going through profound transformations. Uh, one of the elements that we're talking about on a regular basis, and I wanted to focus the conversation we're having today, it's hydrogen, more specifically green hydrogen. And you mentioned that's something you and the company are looking very closely on. Can you maybe give us a brief overview of what green hydrogen is and what kind of projects have already been implemented in Africa, maybe from NG side and maybe some other people that you may be aware of? Yeah, for sure. Um, so what green hydrogen is, uh, hydrogen is, a, I mean, it's a very well-known molecule. Huh? You can obtain it by splitting water into oxygen on one side and hydrogen on the other side. So that's, that's the way that we do that. But the question is, how do you feed the electrolyzer? So if you feed the electrolyzer with renewable energy, then technically your hydrogen is green. Mm -hmm. And there are debates how much should be fed your electrolyzer with green hydrogen or gray. Well, anyway, let's focus on that. Simple. If it's fed with green energy, then your hydrogen is considered green. So today this, this industry, I would say, is growing, but starting from very low. Huh? Because the hydrogen industry itself is quite big, specifically in South Africa. Huh? We have uh, one of the biggest producers of hydrogen in South Africa is, is uh, Sassol, but generating gray hydrogen, around 2.8 million tons per year. So, so it's quite big. Huh? But green hydrogen is really nascent. Huh? It's an asset industry where there are not so many operating assets that are doing that. So we have one in South Africa that we've been actually building for Anglo-American um, to feed their uh, hydrogen uh, uh, or truck uh, in Mohalakwana in Limpopo in South Africa. Uh, there are a couple of other plants, but it's actually very rare today mm. to see operating. I think there is one in, uh, there's one in Egypt and maybe very small one as well. Most of them are not UGT scale so far. It's more proof of concept. It is to try to understand how the technology is functioning so that we can scale it up later. Mm. Okay. And you mentioned that you are running a hydrogen power plant in South Africa. First of all, is it a green hydrogen, just to know? And if yes, what energy source are you using to power that one? So our proof of concept is, um, is quite sizable. Right? It's 3.5 megawatts. And it's fed partly by a PV plant, which is right next to the hydrogen production plant. And the rest of the production is coming from the grid as well. So that's the two source of the feed. Ah, okay. Yeah, which is quite interesting so that you can actually understand how to manage the intermittency of the sun and of the PV power. So eventually, when there is a lot of sun, that can feed your plant. When the sun's going down, Eventually, you have to see how your plant is reacting and take the power from the grid if you want to produce full-time, so 24-7, or if you want to have only renewable hydrogen, then eventually you just uh, switch off your, your plant. Mm. I noticed that it's 3.5 megawatts, so you're quite confident there. So normally, pilots are smaller. So why did you go for a relatively big, especially for the size of Africa? There must be some level of confidence that you have in there. <laughs> so, uh, NG has big ambition in hydrogen. Huh? We have an ambition to be generating 4 gigawatts, so 4,000 megawatts of hydrogen by 2030. So that's bold. Huh? As I said, the industry is quite nascent. 
But it's really an ambition that we will want to achieve. And we won't start with the gigawatts from scratch, but we need to start with a sizable plant. So this first plant is 3.5 megawatts. Next plant will be eventually 50 megawatts. And the following will be growing, but we can't start too small. So, <laughs> so that's maybe one. And two is also the fact that that was the requests and the needs of our clients, huh? clients who's Anglo-American who actually needed uh, enough engine to feed their truck. Can't come with a too small electrolyzer uh, if actually you're not going to be able to fulfill your obligations. Yeah, it makes sense. Definitely. Thanks for that. So what would you say NGCs as green hydrogen contribution to Africa broader energy transition and sustainability goals? So what is really the role of green hydrogen here, would you say? So I think there could be several roles. So firstly, maybe if we're speaking about Africa itself, um, we can say that Africa has a big potential for green hydrogen because basically the cost of a kilogram of hydrogen is two-thirds coming from the cost of energy. And we know, at least I can say, that Africa and some part of uh, Africa specifically have a very low cost of power specifically for power coming from renewables, so, so the sun and for the wind. I can speak for Morocco, where the cost of power is very low there, and for South Africa as well. So it becomes, when it's the, the, the cost of power is very competitive, then the cost of hydrogen becomes very competitive. So that's why, actually, we do have ambition to grow quite substantially hydrogen in Africa. So the role itself of hydrogen in Af of green hydrogen in Africa, we see it, I would say, threefold. Huh? One will be for mobility, to fit the cars, actually, huh? mainly. Uh, two would be uh, for the R2-abate sector, so the steel manufacturer, and all those industries that, are, that actually have thermal activities that needs to reach high temperatures. And eventually, electricity cannot replace a, a feedstock here. So hydrogen can actually help here. And the third point is to stabilize the grid because, and I can take the example of South Africa this time, South Africa has big ambition in renewable and eventually they need a way to stabilize the grid with all these renewable on the grid. And those electrolyzers are actually going to be able to store the power that are generated at, let's say, very high production time at midday. There's a lot of sun to eventually give it back to the grid at some point of time when, when there is no sun or less wind. Okay. So essentially, the four gigawatt that you're looking to build, most of it, as far as you are concerned, is more for local consumption. I know there is at the moment sometimes a debate as to who is going to be benefiting from this hydrogen that's going to be built. Is it the local market? Is it the export market? In your case, it looks like it's more local market. Am I correct in saying that? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> there is a debate in the industry, actually, to know should we start with local market or export market. And I would say uh, the two of them, uh, depending on the country where you are standing. So from our view, huh, we believe that the export market is very promising in North Africa because it's very close to Europe. The load factors, so the, the wind speed and the radiation from sun is very high there. And the consumption, the demand, potential green hydrogen demand of Europe is very high. So eventually we believe that we could start with an export market in the Northern African country. While in South Africa, from uh, where we stand, uh, we believe that there is actually a nice and large industry that would actually 
today already need a green hydrogen to decarbonize. Because let's not forget that the decarbonization is necessary for the planet, but it's also going to be necessary economically for those companies if they want to export to big markets like Europe or like Japan or like the US at some point of time, there will be tax that will be specific to the carbon intensive industry. And if they don't decarbonize their activities, it will be much difficult for them to access and sell their products to those markets. So just to answer your question, maybe South Africa for the local industry first and afterwards for the, for the export as well. Mm, okay, that's a great response. I notice when we talk about green hydrogen, at least at the moment, we don't talk too much about the cost of financing and also financial aspect, maybe because there is a strong request to decarbonize. Because I think the need for decarbonization is so high, people know that we need to find something to replace the current fossil fuel, that's for sure. And hydrogen definitely is a very good candidate. But at the same time as well, if we're going to displace the fuel that we're using at the moment, the economic question is very much important. So I was sort of wondering, in terms of the cost of financing, where do we stand for hydrogen? That's number one. And also, can we get an idea what the cost of kilowatt hour would be, potentially a range? I get it. Um, for the cost of financing, you're right. Huh? If we limit our thinking to the cost of financing, then, then we will be losing. Huh? Because by definition... This industry is not mature. If you compare it with very mature technology like coal or gas, then eventually you can't win. You have also to consider the side effect that those industries have on our planet itself and on the ecosystem. So where do we stand today to generate? Uh, so we don't speak in kilowatt hour. We more speak in the price of a kilogram. And the cost of a kilogram of hydrogen for the gray hydrogen is today in a, around two euro or $2, let's say, per kilogram, okay? So if you want to get to green hydrogen, so change the source of production of hydrogen, that will maybe triple the price around that. That's where we are. So that's the gap that actually we need to reduce. So this gap can be reduced by so the, reducing the cost of green energy, as I said, it's two-thirds of the price of green hydrogen, but also by getting a, an industry that is more mature. Typically, the electrolyzer itself is not very mature today. There's a lot of economic of scale that can be done by industrializing all the process of the building of the electrolyzer, the distribution of the electrolyzer, and the maintenance itself of the electrolyzer. So all that should help us to get closer. Are we going to bridge the gap completely? Okay, we're going to work. We do our best, but a tough question indeed. Okay. And in terms of the local supply chain, what are you doing as a company to build up the local supply chain? Because I guess as well, it would be good to see more, let's say, African player being represented in the industry so that we don't get just, let's say, the same in a model that we've seen before, whereby, you know, all the players are outside and Africa is only the market. So what is you as a, let's say, one of the key players into the market and also not a very responsible company? doing as effort to encourage the uh, creation of local supply chain for hydrogen in the continent? So today, the as I was saying, uh, the supply chain, even the global supply chain, is very limited. It's a market that needs to be created and grow. So we're obviously looking at players that are already existing, but we're also, we're also trying to grow the local players. 
Because typically for us, and I'm, on, I'm going to refer to, to the plan that we have been building and that we are operating in South Africa, we've been trying to look for local players because this was for us a big win in terms of time, in terms of reliability, because if the player is here, he can send all the experts that you need to solve the issues that you face. Um, unfortunately, we didn't find all the time the local players. But if you look at the list of subcontractors that we had to build this plant, only two are actually foreigner, and all the rest have been local. And so those locals have been seeing how we build a, a nitrogen plant. And eventually, over the next tender, the, they will be able to apply, and they will be even eventually much more relevant. Maybe also to speak about empowering locally. Um, now that we are done with the construction and that we are operating, the whole of the operating team and maintenance team are local. Mm. So it's a fully empowered team. And that's a big plus, huh? because if you know that actually locally you can find the, the people to, to run your plant, then it's going to push you, actually it's going to enable you to invest more in that country because you know you'll find the good skills. So that's very positive. And indeed, we're working towards that. Okay, great. So let me ask you one final question. I just wanted to know, because obviously you're developing green hydrogen. Are you planning on using that on your own fleet within the company? And also, what about you for your personal car? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so actually, we are considering to use it for our thermal assets because that would be a great way to decarbonize our asset. Maybe also to, to share with you, huh? we have a, we have an ambition with NG to decarbonize and to be at net zero by 2045, while we have, as I was saying before, we're operating 60 gigawatts of thermal assets. So we're going to have to find a solution to decarbonize them. So one way of decarbonizing them can be carbon capture. Another way can be also to change the feedstock, generate hydrogen, to feed our gas turbine and over earlier this week uh, or I think it was actually end of last week we've been able to feed uh, a turbine a gas turbine with 100% of hydrogen with our partner Siemens in Europe so it's quite a great achievement but shows that actually we can change the feedstock itself to green it uh, and uh, so, so that's that's maybe to answer the first part of the question. Second part, will I have a, a, a green hydrogen car? Uh, I'd be happy to consider that once it's mature enough. But so far, I mean, the, it is. The, we need a bit more fueling point, I guess, before <laughs> I take it with my family, so that I'm not stuck in the middle of nowhere with it. But uh, it will grow. That's for sure. It's uh, again, it's gonna, it's a growing industry, and once it's there, for sure, I'll try to support it. Excellent. Well, Jonathan, that was a pleasure for me talking to you today by Green Hydrogen. I can see the company has big ambitions, ramping up to four gigawatts. I'm looking forward to see that, but I'm hoping as well that you're going to 10x this objective to go to 40 gigawatts because that's what we need. Those are the kind of scale we need to take Africa, let's say, to the level where we can compete with everybody in the world. So thank you very much for your time and uh, it was a pleasure. Thanks, Anthony. It was a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Renewables in Action. I hope you learned one or two things today. If you have, please do take action. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast in Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you like. You can reach out to me, Tony to you on LinkedIn to connect, to share your feedback. I look forward to speaking with you. Until then, 
may the sun be with you. See you next time on the Renewables in Action podcast.